Storm Bowling Products, the Bowlers Company, presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Tim Berg and Kendall Miles. Above180.com's Tim Berg and Storm's web content manager and former collegiate bowler at Weber International University, Kendall Miles, are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Tim and Kendall. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Indiana Tech head coach Tom Osborne. Coach Osborne is entering his eighth year as a coach of the men and women's team. Coach, it's Tim Berg and Kendall Miles here. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate you having me on. I'm kind of excited for this opportunity and uh, for the current season that we have. Yeah, so let's talk about things. You guys... Last year ended up coming up just a little bit short, finishing third place, losing to the eventual champion, University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. Let's talk about that, and how were you able to build on last year's, uh, last year's run and last year's successes and ultimately you know, get the team to come out on top uh, this upcoming year? Well, last year we had a very young team. Uh, it consisted of two seniors, five freshmen and one sophomore. So uh, the mix that we had last year was good. Um, losing the two seniors will be uh, a little bit of uh, growing pains for the uh, sophomores to take more of a leadership role with the program. But uh, we're, we were fortunate last year. We won the NAIA Nationals and finished third in at the USBCs. And it's kind of a catch-22. I, I – ran both scenarios in my head uh what happens as a freshman if you win both of them and win it all that was interesting and now hopefully they feel like they have some unfinished business uh the start of the year uh we uh recently competed up in milwaukee in the tier one up there uh they led qualifying uh lost the second round to eventual champion uh ltu lawrence tech and um Again, a really good showing and a really good start. Calumet was up there. McKendry was up there. So it was a nice field to compete against and uh, get our feet wet. I'll put it that way. So you've definitely kind of burst on the scene, you know, in the last uh, couple of years. Um, and like you, like you just mentioned, you guys have come off some amazing wins and performance. And what kind of led to this um to the Indiana Tech team and, and kind of bursting on the scene recently? Oh, uh, absolute luck. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I think it's the hard work uh, of the coaching staff. Uh, when you look at our program, if you want to give uh, kudos to anybody, uh, Jeff Dreyfus and Tyler DeYoung are the uh, driving forces behind the men's team. Uh, Doug Cutler and I have a new coach this year, Stan Bladen, uh, are help with the rebuilding process of the ladies team. I'll give them a little kudos during the COVID year. They were, they also won the first ever NAIA national championship. So I look at, um, what we do. We, we give a lot of hard work and, um, I think I'm a pretty good recruiter. So, um, we got some really good kids. I sometimes I just feel blessed and very fortunate. But um, with that being said, hopefully it's just uh, our work ethic paying off. When you talk about that coaching staff, 
how were you able to assemble a group of guys and have everyone mesh, everyone put their leave their egos behind and do everything for the betterment of both teams? Well, me and Jeff Dreyfus basically grew up together, both professionally together, um, as he pursued a a professional bowling career. Uh, I had my little stint and decided to um, basically go to work in my family businesses. So over the course of the last 30 years, we've remained good friends. He stayed around bowling, managing a bowling center, coaching a lot of high-end uh, people across the country. And when this opportunity fell into, I would say, our laps, uh, we both pretty much auditioned for the uh, head coaching job, which eventually went to me. And we just pretty much got in a room and figured out how we were going to do this. Um, Tyler Young, he's uh, the youngest coach on the staff. He actually bowled with us for four years. Um, Doug Cutler, we've known uh, over the course. He works for Classic Products, uh, another former professional bowler. And Stan Blaving, again, another acquaintance that uh, has been bowling in this every area for over 30 years. Uh, I think a lot of it is just reaching out to the people you already know, your friends, and just discussing the idea and how we're going to put it together. And uh, I couldn't be more fortunate or lucky to have these guys uh, doing what they do. It definitely sounds like you're surrounding yourself around a lot of good people. And that's a kind of a quote. A lot of people that they, they lean on that and say, Hey, you're only good to around. around. So it's definitely taking advantage of that. And so with that being said, what are some of the, I guess, the, the things you've learned in the last couple of years for the new coaches that are listening? Tell us a little bit of, of kind of the humps you've kind of, um, kind of, Surpassed that to having such successful team. Now, what did you maybe struggle with, or, or something you had to get over to become a successful coach like you are now? Probably the sport of bowling at the youth level. Um, you know, you have your high schools. Michigan has a good program. Uh, Indiana has a program that is, I would say, okay. Ohio does. And a lot of these other kids, depending on where you look at, they bowl a lot of singles tournaments. So I think some of it is just trying to get the group together and get them on the same page uh, and give them the, the expectations of how to put it together. Team bowling can be totally different than a singles tournament. Uh, collegiate bowling, uh, longer days, more games, more transitions. So... There's a lot more things involved in getting them all on the same page, uh, getting them to learn each other's game. How can everybody help be uh, part of the uh, solution and not the problem? So it's an interesting thing because a lot of these kids, they come together as the best player in their area, their team, their whatever, and they get here and uh, they become part of the team i think this current team of guys the most fortunate thing i have is the four freshmen from last year the the 
well, four of them, basically both SYCs, and they knew each other. Um, it was a very accomplished group with some very um, high resumes, but I think they all kind of knew each other, and I think that helped a lot, especially last year, putting that team together. Um, they were actually replacing a group of seniors that had taken, I would say, two, three years to mesh and get better. Uh, they were the first team that we had to, uh, on the men's side to make USBC nationals. And this group has, I, I think that they know each other. They trust each other and, um, they put up with, uh, what each other, the good and bad points that we all bring to the game. You mentioned earlier, Coach, that uh, you feel like your recruiting game uh, game is pretty is is pretty solid, and you have a pretty uh, good recruiting uh, pitch. Let's talk about that. And do you, what um, what are some things you do to to uh, convince folks to head to your school? You guys, uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, right in a you know pretty much central part of the country, relatively easy to get to get to you guys and and, and come and either drive or a vi- or, uh, or fly in there. But how are you able to convince folks? Uh, and how do you compete with, uh, you know, the Wichita's and the Whitewater's, et cetera, McHenry's? Well, most of that is I always, when kids come in, we just talk about the fit. What are they looking for? What do they, what do they want? You know, at that point in time, you know, their concerns with the educational process, what they are going to measure in, uh, the size of my campus, all that is, I tell them, that, that's what you want. Um, I try to get them in for a visit, have them practice with the team, show them what we do. Usually uh, we just had a recruit in from Tennessee the other day. You you bring him in, uh, you talk to him. Uh, we have a very modern campus that shows off very, very well. Um, we get a lot of great feedback on how modern our campus looks. We're currently putting about $15 million into our engineering center, uh, we show off really nice. Um, you bring them in, um, after taking them to lunch, we'll sit down, we'll run some video, discuss our games, what we like, the flaws that we see, what we would think that would help improve them. And then we have them practice with our varsity team and pretty much show them what a day in the life of an Indiana Tech bowler is and let them make a decision based on those factors. Um, and we've done really well with that and not too much high pressure, just showing them what we are and if they'd like to be part of it. Well, that sounds that sounds amazing. Tell us a little bit about you mentioned about the, the players you have with kind of the high profile resume. A lot of those kids, um yeah, you grew up in just in a different era. S Y C junior gold. Oh uh, yeah, again when you look I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit. So I said, are you? So are you? Are you a little more hands-on player? Are you hands-on kind of Are you still able to? Are you still able to develop these players? What's it like? Well, during the process of recruiting, again, you try to build a relationship, let them know who you are. Um, Jeff Dreyfus is a very high-end physical game coach. Does a lot with videos and things like that. For me personally, I try to give them the information that they're looking for and then try to help them understand how to process it 
and make them better. Bowling is very unique. Um, as you know, the different styles, um, the different rev rates, uh, now with the two-handed game so much in play, there are a lot of variables. And what we try to do is help them decipher the variables to make them more consistent in what they do. Uh, here in a couple of weeks, I'll be bringing in Ron Hicklund to do a seminar, you know, teaching them about ball, ball surfaces, what a bowling ball is made of, how it does it, and why it does it. You, we try to have uh, different clinics, whether we uh, brought in Matt Farber and Tyler Pazic to give them a little bit of the mental side of the game. And by giving them information and then for me personally, setting them down and saying, okay, this is what we got. What do you think? In the long run, I look at bowling is a very, I get the mechanics of bowling, but a lot of it has to do with uh, feel. When you, when, I, when I'm talking to kids, I'll basically, if you ever watch the tour on a Saturday or whatever, which particular style um, is the same. And you see guys with very different styles and for that week and what they did, they matched up really good. And to be a really good bowler, you need to match up uh, on a lot of different conditions with a lot of different variables. So, Coach, when you talk about matching up and, and, and being a good fit for the team, are you looking for the team to be, to, to generally speaking here, of course, to all be in the same same ballpark when it comes comes to rev rate, just as an overall general arching theme? Because if you have four guys who have a 500 rev rate and then that one guy's a little bit lower at maybe 300, is that something, is that a... a, a Something you're going to talk to talk to him about, talk to the team about, because he's it's always going to be, or will it be, a little bit of a challenge for him, or or do you, hey, we have guys that average, you know, from two fifty to five fifty, sort of thing, or how do you handle that with the team when it comes to guys who you're looking and gals who you're looking for? Um, there's no doubt about it. You're looking for rev rate in collegiate bowling. Um, it's the nature of the beast. You bowl. This weekend, we will bowl four regular games and 16 bakers in a day. So you're going to deal with uh, fairly uh, burnt lanes at the end of the day. So uh, the more speed that can be generated with uh, with the rev rate becomes very valuable. Uh, I think there are parts of teams where, you know, whether you're bringing a lefty that can help you with certain spares, three six tens, washouts, things like that, and and it's just based on that particular team. Uh, this team right now, I you know I have four two handers, um, five, and um, I, right now I'm not traveling a lefty. So, yeah, every team's going to have its its challenges based on on that stuff, but. If you're asking me to choose, yes, I'm going to look for high speed and high high rev rate as I'm recruiting. So tell us a little bit about what it looks like and how often and how far are you guys traveling? Are you traveling all the way out to the West Coast? Are you staying more in the Midwest region? Are you guys getting around by bus? Kind of tell us a little bit of what travel life is like for for your team. Well, it basically depends. Each tournament's a little bit different. If uh, 
if right now I have five teams, so I have three men's team and two ladies teams. This weekend is a conference event where all five will bowl. So that'll be a, a bus trip, I must admit. Right now, with the way everything is, we are, um, yes, we're being fairly frugal on how we do things. So, you know, normally I would tell you we'd go on a Friday night and stay the night and bowl the next day and come back. Uh, in today's world, we'll be up at 4 a.m. on uh, Saturday morning, and the kids have been told, bring a pillow, get a blanket, get some sleep. We'll get into Detroit probably 7.30, quarter to 8, bowl all day, get done, feed the kids, and get them home. Um, yeah. Um, most of the other times, we're taking 15-passenger uh, vans to tournaments, whether it's Milwaukee. Uh, you know, my current my current uh, schedule, uh, we'll be bowling uh, Detroit probably three times. Uh, in that area, uh, Indianapolis, we'll go out and bowl the two tier ones in Pennsylvania, uh, Chicago this year and the Hoosier, the other two tier ones. And this year, you know, to help save budget, we will bowl second shift up in Chicago, drive up on Saturday, bowl, stay one night and come home the next day. So yeah, um, that's, that's always part of the equation with any college team looking at budget. And the only the, the other thing is, for me personally, is giving them as much uh, time and everything to um, to get better. Um, the one thing I believe when I first got here, they bowled five tier ones and five regular events. Uh, watching the team perform, we needed to bowl more. So I dropped the tier one. Uh, I got the schedule so we would bowl more tournaments. Well, as this team's developed, they're, in my opinion, one of the better teams in the country. So I'm trying to make sure uh, they get to see that competition. Last year we didn't bowl Milwaukee. This year we did. The guys' team will travel to bowl the Leatherneck in Iowa in November, and that's another high-end Tier 2 tournament. So my schedule and all that stuff is really based on what I see. You know, we get done with the season. We look at recruits, where we at. You know, the current uh, makeup of the men's team will probably leave the schedule alone. As we get better, we go try to find the better competition. And as we're building something up, we just try to bowl as much as possible and get better. Coach, as you're in your eighth season there with the team, can we talk about how things uh, the, the pandemic has affected everyone? And, the, and, and we'll talk to teams, and they'll they'll travel differently. Like you're saying, they'll they'll either spend nights in hotels, they won't spend nights in hotels, etc. Is there anything though that maybe pre-pandemic you guys were doing that now you maybe were forced to switch to during the pandemic that you think you know what this is actually this works out a little bit better for the team, and we're going to stick to it, even though you maybe could go back to the way you were doing things. Not really. Again, it's you know the biggest part of the for for me personally, the pandemic was uh, well. Well, that have been twenty one. That yeah, are we going to have a season? I mean, we really didn't decide that we were going to try to put something together until January. I think the I think what it hurt me the most on uh, was recruiting. You know, who do you got? Where could you go see? Tournaments were getting canceled. that was a little bit there, but as far as the travel, uh, we're pretty much what I'd call back to normal. I, sure. I would have to say the the biggest fear right now is yeah, the budgeting issues. We take a lot of vans. Well, my budget's going to be hurt 
from 250 a gallon now to $4 a gallon. So just trying to stay within the parameters that uh, are given to me by my university. Um, so what's one piece of advice, like I see, for some brand new coach? Because it seems that a lot of programs are developing, you know, new coaches and kind of growing. So what's one piece of advice you would have for um, some new coaches that you had in your experience? Oh, reach out to the people you know. When I first got here, I was friends with uh, Jim Bischoff. I knew who he was. He was the uh, coach in Huntington University at that time. So I reached out to him. And in dealing with uh, collegiate coaching, whether it was at that point in time, uh, Dale Lehman was up with um, Robert Morris. Um, most coaches are glad to give you information. Um, I even had a coach call me this morning talking about sponsorships. What do I think? What do I see? What do I do? Um, and I gave them the information as I see it. So there's, you know, any young coach that has ever reached out to me, I give them the information. Um, I'm extremely honest and tell them what, what they have and what they're going to see. Um, and just reach out to the people around you that you know and you trust. Um, again, it's a very good fraternity, whether, you know, even early in my career, whether we were going to, um, TurboTech used to run the seminars before Junior Gold. And Del Warren, Randy, and all those guys down there, there was lots of clinics and a lot of things to attend. Whether you're going to go see Dr. Dean for a clinic, it's just great information uh, to help you build the program. From there, um, I must admit, it's how much the university uh, wants you to be a good program. When I first started this program, or should I say, when I was hired for this program, the one thing that I saw that I thought they had everything in place uh, from a budgetary standpoint to make it a good program. And that's what kind of went, okay, the money's there. If this is done right, um, this could be uh, successful. And within three years, I had put... Uh, two teams in the 40s and in the 30s and in rankings into the top 20. And for that, I was rewarded. I'm now a full-time employer, employee at Indiana Tech and stuff like that. So, um, again, depending on who you are, for me, being a little bit later in life, it was an opportunity to do something different, something I'd never done. And I've been very for uh, fortunate. Um I do think I'm a pretty hard worker, and I do put it in. But, yeah, I don't like to talk too much about myself, though. You can cut that out. <laughs> All right. Well, Coach, yeah, I I... Remember, uh... go working ahead, Coach. Jobs, I'm, like going, I'm just saying, working three jobs. My brother had a furniture store. I delivered pizzas on the weekend. And I'm like, okay, I got to get on a bus now. So, yeah, some of it was uh, – very interesting to begin with. So, but yeah, it's it's been a fun ride. All right. Well, Coach Osborne, want to thank you for being here today. All the best of luck with the team moving forward. Sounds like you got a got a great uh, group of athletes there up in Fort Wayne. So we will be keeping our eye on you. And all the best of luck as you guys compete in this uh, compete this season. I appreciate you reaching out to me. This is enjoyable. Hopefully, I did an okay job.